1: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said? See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13.
3: Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Tony, it's
2: National Fossil Day. I'm Tony Kornheiser. Shout out to Louis Carnesecca, and you know what, Mike? Shout out to us. We are fossils <laughs> ah, as well at this point. We more, are. You know, he's
3: right? not a fossil. Yeah. Connor Bedard is not a fossil. Huh? 18 years oh, so old. Now,
2: now you think he's going to be that great right away? Is that right?
3: Tony, I you don't want to right right go away? there. That, that I don't look. I'm not okay. that, that quick, hot take guy. I'm hoping yeah. that's my team. I'm hoping that he's great okay. and they're great. Yes.
2: I'll give you another shout-out. Shout-out to the marketing people who put Conor Bedard ah, against Sidney Crosby eh, and had the highest eh, ratings I don't like in them. years. I don't in like years, those. Yeah, but, but yeah, Get I believe money. I had that. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, the Twins and Dodgers face elimination. The Niners and Cowboys are still squabbling, and Dylan Brooks does Dylan brooks see in things. But Ugh. we begin today with the Texas Rangers again pounding the Baltimore Orioles, this time 7-1 and sweeping their series. The Orioles won 101 games this season. They had never been swept. Orioles manager Brandon Hyde had no hesitation, saying he saw this as a very successful season, quote, we won 101 games, we won the East, we defied the odds, no one gave us a chance, unquote. Wilbon, do you see it as a successful season the way Hyde sees
3: it? Yeah, absolutely, Tony. And, and I'm looking at other, you know, comps, comparables. I'm looking back a few years at the Cubs in that 2015 season, when, you know, they got, they had a great season. They get swept by the Mets in the playoffs. But they had to go out and get John Lester, right, to go with Jake Ariel. They had to go out and buy some pitching to go with those homegrown lineups. I'm looking at the Astros. They had to go out and get Justin Verlander, Garrett Cole, to go with that homegrown lineup, which we saw do damage to the whole league for several years. Part of that lineup still intact and doing damage. So, yeah, I think you have to have a run-up. And I think the Orioles had that. I think there are sane reasons to be encouraged. But yet, as long as their front office knows there's still work to be done, they're going to have to go out most likely and get some pitching, buy some pitching to go at that lineup. I think those comps, you know, should work. And yes, I, I, I I would say, I said this when they were getting trashed last night, this has been a pretty darn good season for the Baltimore Orioles.
2: You surprised me today because you steadfastly make the point it doesn't matter what you do in the regular season. It only matters what you do in the playoffs in professional sports. So I'm surprised and I'm heartened by it because I, too, believe they had a very successful season. They won 101 games. Two years ago, they lost 110 games. And now they won 101. Now, I understand winning the East is a bit devalued because the Orioles and Toronto and Tampa Bay went winless in the playoffs. So I understand that. But the Orioles did this without a great starting pitcher, without a great power hitter, with draftees, young kids who were draftees. And, and to me, they got a chance. They got a kid coming up who's Matt Holliday's son, Jackson Holliday. going to play shortstop for him. He's just a kid now. If they go out and buy a couple of pitchers, I think they'll be up here for a while. Now, spending money is important, Mike. The Texas Rangers spent money. The Texas they, Rangers, they two have. years ago, lost 102 games. They spent money on Corey Seager, who just had a fantastic series. Series. His on-base percentage was 733. They spent money on Evaldi, who just went seven innings, one run, seven strikeouts. They spent money on Marcus Simeon. I'll tell you this, Mike. Those are veteran guys. The Orioles didn't have veteran guys. No, they didn't. It's okay. They Texas was more prepared for this, for this series time. also yeah. because they played meaningful games till the end of the season. But the Orioles had a very successful season. And the season. way
3: the Orioles built that team, Tony, it seems to be, to be more sustainable, especially if you look at yes. the Houston model. The Cubs got to the playoffs a bunch of times but didn't cash in quite the way Houston did. But, yes, people, of Orioles should feel great. Baltimore folks should feel yes. great about their team. Yep. Yep. The Twins and Dodgers could both be eliminated tonight. The Twins got pounded by the Strohs last night to fall behind 2-1 in that best-of-five series. Meanwhile, the Dodgers are down 0-2 to the Diamondbacks as the series moves to Arizona tonight. Tell which team is more
2: likely to stay alive. Twins, Dodgers. I'm going to say the Dodgers, Mike, not because I believe in the Dodgers, but because I believe in Houston and I believe in your Don Alvarez, yeah, who now has four Alvarez. home runs Whoa. in this particular series. Alvarez, his um, OPS is 2.205. They don't have a chart that goes up to 2.205. And also last night, Abreu hit a couple and Bregman hit one out. I mean, look, it's just too good. There's, there's a reason that they're the defending champions yeah. and they appear to be gathering strength like a tropical storm. I'm stuck then picking the Dodgers. And I know the Dodgers have no starting pitching. And not only that... Their starter tonight, Lance Lynn, gave up more home runs than any starter in baseball, 44. 44. Yeah. And they're not hitting. So I'm, I'm banking on this, Mike, that there's muscle memory somewhere with Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman, who shouldn't be one for 13 in this series. And so, I mean, that, that's, that's my only hope. I mean, I'm, I'm clinging to straws here. I really am. Tony, guys go one for 13 in the postseason.
3: Postseason is about two to one. In three to two. I know there have been some wild scoring games so far, you know, in, in, the, in this postseason. We're early in it. But you, you, you've got to pitch your way through October. You hope you get some timely hitting. I don't know that Lance Lynn, and I got an eye full of him because he was on the White Sox, where his ERA yeah. was plus six, was over six. And I don't know in the starts he had with the Dodgers, I think there were 11 of them, it was over four. So, you know, I, I mean, it doesn't bode well for Lance Lynn. And the Dodgers tonight, we've talked all season about their lack of starting pitching. And so all of a sudden, you're not going to just go call in Koufax and Drysdale not walking through that door, you know, as was famously said by Rick Patino to borrow a line. So, Tony, I don't think either one of them gets out of tonight. I really don't. So, not the Dodgers time. What I'm betting on, if I have to make
2: this bet, okay? If I have to make this bet, I'm betting on a 10 8 game. I'm bad. If it was a football bet, I'd be betting the over. All right, but I'll tell I you this: you. if the Dodgers get swept, if they get swept, and they become the second hundred-win team to get bounced out here. Unlike the Orioles, who don't have playoff experience, this will just solidify the notion that the Dodgers leak oil in the playoffs, right? Because eleven yeah. straight playoff appearances, one World Series win—that's like the Braves in the nineties. Yeah, but they that's won like the Braves one in the recently,
3: 90s. Tony. They you might one. have to just okay back off that a tiny,
2: tiny little bit for one more season. Maybe. One more. We move now to fabulous verbal beef between two all-pro pra- players Micah Parsons and Debo Samuel. On his podcast, Parsons took off on George Kittle's choice of t-shirt, which directly insulted Dallas. Parsons <laughs> said, and I quote, Kittle's my guy, but I'm going to say this, laugh now, cry later. We got something for that. If we see them again, just trust, unquote. To which Samuel said, and I quote, I don't think they want to see us again. I don't know about trust. I don't think you all want to see us again, unquote. Wilbon, your head must be exploding because I know you love both these guys. Whose position are you backing in a potential rematch, Parsons or Samuels? Here's what I've learned over the past 20-some years. After
3: the departures of a Coach Johnson, a E. Smith, a T. Aikman, uh, a playmaker... Here's what I've learned. Don't trust the damn Cowboys. No, no, no. That's as far as this rant goes. This isn't another show with our dear friend Stephen A. It's not that show. We're not going to have on a Cowboy hat and cigars and go on for weeks about the Cowboys. But I am not trusting them. I'm going to trust the Niners before I trust. And Debo Samuel, they're part of the most electric offense in football, period. And the Cowboys are flat. They look like chumps. They look like chumps for what they've done against two meaningful opponents so far this season when somebody took their lunch money. So I'm not trusting the Cowboys. I love Michael Parsons. I think when you look at it, I think you can say, okay, does he have the potential to follow in the footsteps of the famous Lawrence Taylor? The answer is yes, he has the potential. But they better do it when it counts. And so far, they don't
2: do jack. Yeah, I would remind people out there that the final score of that game was forty-two to ten, which Man. I don't think gives the Cowboys a lot of wiggle room no. at forty-two to ten. No. I mean, I just don't. And if they meet again, it's gonna be in the playoffs and likely in San Francisco. So it sort of feels like Michael Parsons is whistling in the wind. I understand what he's saying. I understand his anger. I understand he needs to vent. I do a podcast myself. You gotta say something. And I understand <laughs> he wants to believe, wants to believe that Dallas could beat. San Francisco in a rematch but what are we trusting did you see the Cowboys in that game they gained 197 yards and they gave up 421 their quarterback threw three picks in that game I, you just you cannot take the
1: position How that they would win a rematch has it Can't.
2: been since you
3: could trust the Cowboys it's it's almost years. 30 years
2: Come on. Oh, I don't know about 30. Oh, maybe. Yes. Maybe. Yes, it is. Yeah. Huh? Time flies when you're almost 85 years Ooh. old. Let's take a break. Coming up, how should the Steelers' offensive coordinator feel about getting mocked at a Penguins game? And what's the word for Dylan Brooks getting ejected not even five minutes into his first
3: preseason game with his new team, the Rockets?
2: You know what I'm glad about in this story? What? These are studs yelling at each other. They're yeah, not little yeah. yappy subs like your boy Patrick Beverly yelling at every timer. These are
1: big-time
2: players, mm-hmm. including Kittle.
1: Big-time. in yes. the Interruption is presented by Truly Hard Seltzer. Please drink responsibly. Part of Happy Hour. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L E C T R I C ebikes.com. Welcome back to part in the interruption presented by Truly Hard Seltzer, part of Happy Hour.
2: The honorary doctor of humane letters is in the house and ready to put on a clink. And what's the word? What's first? Steelers offensive coordinator Matt Canada should feel blank about the Fire Canada chance at last night's Penguins game. He should feel concerned. This was a hockey game. Why is the offensive coordinator's name coming up at a hockey game? Presumably, people were there to see Sidney Crosby and your boy, Connor Bedard, and they start yelling out, fire Canada. I mean, you know, it's again, it's a hockey game. He ought to be happy that the Pirates aren't playing or it would come up there. Now, Mike, is it is it fair? The Steelers have the third worst offense in the league. They average 15.8 points a game. Um, And Kenny Pickett is struggling. I, I understand that. But they just beat Baltimore. They're three and two. They're actually in first place in their division, and Matt Canada, he calls the plays. He doesn't actually run the plays. So for Fire Canada to come up spontaneously at a hockey game, what did the Canadian players on the teams think about that when they heard Fire Canada?
3: I, you never pay any attention to the Canadian players on any team. You don't even pay attention to teams <laughs> from Canada because they don't get the ratings <laughs> that you and your bosses would like because they don't register. Now, the word Ladies is matter. My word is lucky. Matt Canada should feel lucky they're born. You know why? It doesn't matter because the Roonies don't fire people after five weeks of a season because a bunch of fans chant something. That's not what they do. They might do that in Philly and they might do that in Boston and New York and along. Oh, wait, the I-95 corridor. But they don't do that in Pittsburgh. That family which is one of the great ownership families the last, what, 50 years? Since they had that period where they won nothing under the Chief uh, forever, now they win. They don't do that. They're not listening. Matt Canada should know that. He should walk out there if he wanted to flip the bird to the hockey fans the next game. He could do that because he's not going anywhere. He better get better. Don't get to December like this, but he's okay now. Lucky.
2: (sighs) Boy, is that a different read from mine. What's next? It's blank that Dylan Brooks got ejected less than five minutes into his first preseason game with the Houston Rockets. It's fitting. This guy had brought this on himself. He got ejected for hitting a guy in the groin. And this wasn't his first rodeo. He got ejected, if I'm not mistaken, Mike, a few months ago in the playoffs for hitting a guy in the groin. I I mean, this is pretty much what he does whenever he wants to do it. In that case, he blamed the media. What does the media have to do with it? Let me give you a couple of quotes from last night. A couple of quotes. Quote, it's weird that every time it happens to me, I get picked on. I guess it's part of reputation. You get picked on. What are you talking about? You actually did this. (laughs) And the critical words there is every time. Yeah. Because it's many more times than once because he's a recidivist. Here's another quote. Here's a better quote. I might have tapped him below the waist, but he got right back up. Oh, sure. Well, if he got right back up, then it's It's no problem. Yeah. Right? Then it's not a foul. Then it's okay. He's your boy. He's a piece of work. No, he's he's
3: never been my boy. Villain Brooks has never been my boy. Look, Tony, he could be valuable to a basketball team if he sort of even learned how to edit this and, you know, figure out how to be tough without being dirty. if if he figured that out, but he he doesn't seem to be able to do that, here's who's going to really suffer. Because Emil Doka, they're trying to put something together in Houston where they got a a bunch of young players. They resisted trading for James Harden, and that's probably a good thing because you don't want Harden around your young players either, but rather Harden than Villain Brooks, and it's reasonable to toss his butt out of last night's game because the reputation is deserved and well-earned. He has earned it. And you know what, Tony? If I was a referee in the NBA, I would walk onto the floor before a Houston Rockets game, and there's a lot of small talk. there's a lot of chatter out there between players, particularly veteran players and veteran officials. And I would say, villain, I want you to hear me. Any cheap, sh- if you look at somebody's <laughs> groin region, I'll throw <laughs> you out of here. Okay? (laughs) So we start the game. As a matter of fact, during the last strains of the anthem, I would go, hey, villain, I'm giving you one now.
2: That's that's the final word, and it's Will Bonds. Let's take one last break. Still to come. Could Rafael Nadal return at the Australian Open? Really? That'd be pretty good. Really?
3: Who has the edge in tonight's game two between the Liberty and Aces? I would like to be at that. I would like to be at that series, particularly. Vegas. I don't want to be in
0: Brooklyn. I don't want to be in that arena. That arena's nothing. No, that's
2: all
0: I know. PTI fans, listen up. Have you heard you can listen to episodes of this very show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership? That's right. All your favorite PTI episodes can be heard on Amazon Music ad-free. But that's not all. You can listen to other top podcasts like The Low Post and First Take ad-free as well. They also have your favorite shows like The Daily, Part of My Take, and Up First, all without ads. You know what this means—
1: Pardon the interruption is presented by Truly Hard Seltzer. Please drink responsibly, part of Happy Hour.
2: Happy time, people. Happy 42nd birthday, Mike Norvell. The Florida State football coach is now in his fourth season after coming from Memphis, where he was 38 and 16, and 12 and two in his getaway year. Norvell started three and six at FSU, followed by five and seven and 10 and three. That's steady improvement. Now he's got the Seminoles at 5-0 and and ranked fourth in the country. They beat LSU at a neutral site. They beat Clemson at Clemson. But they had close calls with Boston College and Virginia Tech. FSU is one of three unbeaten teams in the ACC, alongside North Carolina and Louisville. But FSU won't get a shot at either until the conference championship game. FSU is averaging 42.4 points a game. That's sixth best in D1. I guess I watched too much of those games against Boston
3: College and Virginia Tech. Novell does a great job, Tony. I mean, all you can ask to do is win all the games, and be as highly ranked as you can be. But do I think they're a great team, Florida State? No. There is no great team. Uh, There just is not one in there, one of them that's not.
2: Happy anniversary, Justin Verlander. On this day 11 years ago, pitching for the Tigers, Verlander threw a complete game shutout in an elimination playoff game against Oakland. He allowed four hits, he struck out 11. Verlander's 22 strikeouts in that series was then the ALDS record. Now 40, Verlander started game one of this ALDS last Saturday against Minnesota. He pitched six scoreless innings, striking out six in the Astros' 6-4 victory. As people know, Verlander went back to the Astros at the trade deadline when the Mets held a rummage sale. Verlander's combined season numbers this year, 13-8 with a 3-2-2 ERA. And we all root to see him pitch against Max Scherzer in the ALCS,
3: well, I don't know that we all root for that, but I could do without an all-Texas series. I root for Dusty Baker, so whoever Dusty's tag teamed with, Justin Verlander, that's who by default I'm rooting for. But yes, Tony, in all seriousness, I would love to see those two
2: go against each other. We're in yeah. different jerseys. P- if
3: I had my way, but I get it.
2: And we would like to play Kinlock with Justin. Verlander. That's right. Would. And now we want to thank Barry Melrose for his many years of helping these two dopes, me and Wilbon, be smarter about hockey. Melrose announced his retirement from ESPN yesterday in order to focus on his health following a diagnosis of Parkinson's disease. Barry played in the NHL and WHA as a defenseman before coaching Wayne Gretzky and the Kings to the Stanley Cup Final in 1993. And we've been so lucky to have him as an analyst on this show for years. Here's how a typical segment would go. I would ask him something stupid about the Capitals. Wilbon would ask him something fan-like about the Blackhawks. And then Barry would broaden our horizons by talking about other teams and players. Oh no! Barry made us smarter. He made our show better. Always thoughtful, pointed, and stylish. We thank Barry. We love Barry, and we wish him the best. We do, Tony, and you know, I've gone to my fair
3: share of Stanley Cup final games over the past, I don't know, 13, 14 years to see the Blackhawks. And it was great when Barry was there. And he and Steve Levy, you know, I'd try to go and just sort of pal around and be in their glow. And occasionally they would come to NBA games because you're in all that, those final and finals games in the spring. And it was just great company to be with Barry, particularly during Stanley Cup yeah. time.
2: And by stylish, Very we're thankful. talking about the Very fact that it. he had the first mullet. We like that. Let's go to the big finish. The NCAA's disciplinary arm gave Kansas Hoops three years probation Plus punishment served for infractions And the case is closed Your thoughts I don't know that there were any infractions I don't know that there was any, any
3: punishment This whole thing's a waste of time Waste of our time uh, Birmingham City Hires former D- D.C. United coach Wayne Rooney
2: You okay with that? Yeah, I think this was in the works. I think this is why Rooney missed the last practice with D.C. United. Good oh, for him. for Bethesda, The Chicago Sky finalizing a deal to make Teresa Weatherspoon their new head coach. Does that make sense to you, Mr. Chicago? Yes, she's the first choice. It's good that that franchise,
3: our franchise, is getting Teresa Weatherspoon, yes. The Australian Open announced that Rafael Nadal will play, but his personal team says it won't confirm. What?
2: I'm sort of excited about it. I'm apprehensive, too. His body's taking a lot of wear. Last one, WNBA Finals Game 2 tonight. Who you got, Liberty or Aces? If this is going to be the series we want it to be, Liberty got to tie this thing up 1-1,
3: Tony. Aces get out 2-0. It's going to be over quick. We're out of time. We'll try and do better the next time. Mike Schroeder, shout out. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, knuckleheads. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app, or Apple podcast. And now, here's sports it.
1: PTI. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number 1, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number 2,